might they might have to cut him. <laughs> What's up, LL Nation? Your boy is bugging this morning. He's talking a lot of trash. He's mad because the uh, real AFC championship was played last night at Arrowhead. <laughs> what, you, what you mean? And uh, now we go on to the Super Bowl. We wait to see who will join Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, right. Out of LA <laughs> for the Super minute. Bowl in about four weeks. Wait, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, week I'm 17, sorry. them Chiefs went to see them Bengals and, and got a problem put on. Mm-hmm. I heard that all mm-hmm. last week from Bills fans too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Five, we went to Kansas City and put it on them. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's playoff peak, boy. This playoff peak. We not, he's not Joey D. So you trying to say Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen? One hundred percent. LL Nation, let us know, man. This dude, Yo, Joe Burrow is going to the Super Bowl in one year, playing a full year. We take Josh Allen. How many tries? Let's be professional. This is Lucky Lefty Podcast. It's a Monday morning after a great weekend of football. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, right there at Overtime Malik. We're brought to you and featuring Honora Whiskey. As always, go to honorawhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, honorawhiskey.com. LL Nation, we thank you guys for tagging in. If you're new, let us know where you're tapping in from. Hey, the petty train is going to be full today. Okay? <laughs> the petty train is going to be full today. So you need to get your nominations off right now. Like whomever you're nominating for the petty train, put them in the chat right now because, man, <laughs> there might not be seats available by the time we get to the, to the segment at the end of the show. What are we talking about today? Notre Dame actually be the national champs in 2022 and 23. Well, gosh darn it, if you're listening to the players that are returning, they are, that's what they're talking about. That's what they're talking about? I guess the Marcus Freeman era is all about national championship or bust. And we'll get to that and we'll give you okay. some video evidence of that. We'll also hear from the players on Tyler Buckner, who by their assumption is the guy and by one wide receiver is special. And by the other wide receivers, kind of, uh, we'll get to that. But we'll get to that. give us a little bit of rope, LL Nation, because we got to talk about this weekend in the NFL. <laughs> we have to. I, I wouldn't do my job, right, <laughs> co-hosting this show if I didn't lead off with what the hell did we watch last night. Yeah. Literally, the Look. greatest two minutes of regulation football, last two minutes I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. In my life. It was too crazy. It, it was, was too bananas. Crazy. And see, this is, it is what you call the perfect imperfection. Okay. And what I mean by that is it takes imperfection to create something so perfect. This is what I mean by that. Let's okay. go back to eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Third and one. At the Buffalo Bills six yard line, <laughs> and somehow, some way, I will cancel the interview just on this play call. Somehow, <laughs> some way, Eric B. Enemy thought it was smart to put Blake Bell behind center and run an option play with McKinney. Too cute, too cute. Like, dude, you literally have run the ball down their throat on this drive, literally. 
and you get to the six yard line on third down and one with an opportunity to go up two scores with under eight minutes left, and that's what you come up with. This is what that's I'm talking team, about. Right? It takes imperfect moments like that <laughs> by the coaching staff. It took another imperfect moment by the Bills coaching staff with 13 seconds left. You saying the squib? You think they should have squibbed? Dude, I don't know what they should have done, but Leslie Frazier. Look, Eric B. Enemy, I would have canceled his interview. <laughs> Leslie Frazier, I would have canceled his interview after oh, yesterday. Yeah, game. definitely Leslie Frazier. Definitely. Y'all Leslie. both can stay where you're at. Right? And I'm not too quick. I know we got a lot of Chicago Bears fans, part of LL Nation. Pump your brakes on Brian Dable. Pump your yeah, brakes. Yeah, yeah, pump them. You're giving them credit for Josh Allen. He's the same OC that developed or didn't develop Jalen Hurts and Tua. That's on his That's resume. True. That's and once Jalen Hurts went to Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, he became a totally different quarterback. So I know you love Josh Allen. Josh Allen's just a big boy that can move. Yeah, he's a big, big big Rosberger. He's a big, big big. Yeah, because in my look, I don't know how you go into that game and you don't target Stephon Diggs at least 10 times. And I know Davis had a great game. Yeah, Davis had an unbelievable game. But Stephon Diggs was literally invisible for three quarters. So that's on Brian Davis. So I'm not about to impact. Just yeah, I'm not to the fact that yeah, I didn't think they could really guard Stefan the whole time, but you know when you're not throwing it his way, I'm sure he had a lot of one on ones. I saw a lot of man by both teams yesterday. Yeah, and for you not to be going to your number one in a game like this, it just it's a discredit to what was going on, but also fits to how I feel like Josh Allen is like an overhyped Mark Sanchez. Come on, man, stop playing. First of all, stop. Yes. Well, I remember when Mark man. Sanchez in the first three years was back-to-back AFC championships. They had a number one defense. And what happened? He ended up being butt fumbled two years later. That's just what's going to happen to Josh Allen because he's riding high on success, but he's not getting it done. That's that a team reason can't he's stay together forever. That's huh? a reason he's not getting it done, man. Y'all need to stop. This is what oh. angers me, man. Look. NFL. I understand why the NFL doesn't want to admit it. And that's cool. What do they want to admit? Dude, this is the Mahomes era, bro. (laughs) And it's cool. And people don't want to admit it. This is the Mahomes era. He's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. I'm not saying he might not get to the dance as much as Brady, but gosh darn it, he's been to the AFC Championship game four years in a row. And if his if his dumb teammate didn't line up off sides, this would be his third Super Bowl in a row. That's right. No, yeah, that's definitely this is the right. Mahomes this, era. Okay, this is Mahomes and era. people just need to admit it. It's the Mahomes <laughs> era, and it's perfect that he did what he did on yesterday when Josh Allen tried to take over the AFC yeah. on his territory, left him thirty seconds, and that dude treated him like Smokey from Friday. Yeah, no. Nah. Back up. You thought you was about to win? Not time no. yet. He thought it's that two-point conversion was going to no help. Disrespect. No disrespect to Joe Burrow. None. No disrespect to the Bengals. None. But sometimes you just have to realize, like, yo, it's just that dude's time, man. You just have to wait him out. 
Just yeah. like people had to wait out Michael Jordan. They had to wait for him to go to baseball. Hakeem just waited him out. That's all. Wait a minute. Joey B's not waiting at all. He ain't got no choice. Well, he ain't got no choice. This ain't up to him. This is not up to him, bro. This is not up to him. Bro. Bro. We the Bengals wasn't relevant until Joe Burrow stepped on the Right here. Right here. Right here on Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm putting a hundred up right now. A hundred. I'm taking it. Take the bet. A hundred. Taking it. I'm taking it. Wait, what are the points? I don't need no points. I don't need no points. If you, you want points, you can take it. All I know, oh, I know who's winning. See, that's what I'm saying. I already know you're not that confident because you're asking for points. That's what – wait a minute. No, this that's is straight up. No, 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 no. Who's winning? Who's winning? Because you feel like the Bengals are going to win, right? The Bengals are going to win. Okay, then you. what you need points for? Because that's, that's Vegas. No, that's, stop. That's, that's stop. This ain't Vegas. No, no, this ain't Vegas. This ain't Vegas. This is Lucky Lefty. This is Lucky Lefty. We're talking no points. All of a sudden, you just confident Bengals fan, but you want some yeah. points. What? What? What am I supposed you to say? They winning straight up, right? They're going to win, but I okay, also that's it. That's it. You said they're going to win, right? And I'm telling you, they're not going to win. That's the bet. That's it. It's simple <laughs> as that. It's as simple as that. And dude, if you think, man, look. If you think the Bengals are about to hold Patrick Mahomes to 28 points, you are out of your mind. Yeah, I don't know about 28. He, that, the number one defense just got blitzed for 42. You are out of your mind, dude. Out of your mind. You better get a new score. It'll be, like, you want to pick the Bengals? It'll be in the 40s. That's fine. It'll be 42-40 Bengals easily. 42-40. Joe Burrow going to come down with that last. You dude. saw what he did with Tanner downhill. He had 400 yards in the game. Who? Joey B. Against who? Tennessee? Or close you to talking it. about going back to uh yes. you going you talking about Burrow. going back to let me explain this to you. No, 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 no. See, let me be the people, AFC MVP and bro, Super Bowl champ in 2022. There is <laughs> Malik, man, you acting brand new, bro. You acting brand new. And you be you're doing a disservice to LL Nation, okay? <laughs> let me let me tell you something, bro. Oh, when you walk, crazy. there are no scapegoats for you. What? You got to line up. Hold on, you got to line up and just ball for four quarters. Ain't no scapegoats. <laughs> ain't gonna be no ain't gonna be no Derrick Henry tap dance and looking awful. There will be no Brian Tannehill on fourth and one or third and one taking the ball out of Derrick Derrick Hill. Yeah, Hill's you see that? Run. None of that's happening, bro. None of that's happening. What happened to King Henry? The King. Remember Hattie B's hot chicken. What happened to see the- this is what this is what happens when and this is something that I don't like in sports in general, right? Because you have players, this goes to Cam Akers. With the Rams, you have Too players. Fun. You have players that are inspirational. They come back from injury to help their team out, but the whole time the team has been fine without them, right? Yeah. But then you want to put that person back in the workhorse spot. Deontay Foreman has been on a roll for five games. Are you so? You telling me you're not gonna put in King Henry in that playoff game? No. You got to have some balls. You know you're not. You know you're going to put it As a coach, you got to have some balls as a coach 
As soon as Dante Foreman came in, what did he do? His first touch. Didn't he go like 40 yards? Didn't he go like 40 yards? Look, man, as a coach, you got to get off your pedestal and off that inspirational stuff. And you have to realize at that point, Deontay Foreman was a better running back than Derrick Henry. Because Derrick Henry wasn't 100%. He wasn't. See, he would have got fired if they lost and they didn't play Derrick Henry. He lost anyway. He lost anyway. He lost anyway. He lost with house money, though. That's why I said it takes kahunas to understand who's your better option at that point in time. But wait a minute. You got to remember, the defense sacked Joe Burrow like 10 times. So, so, so explain that. Joey B was getting sacked. I'm not seeing into the future. I'm not seeing into the future. (laughs) We've seen this. What are y'all talking about? See, this is why I don't like this, bro. Because this is the same stuff that people apply to Tom Brady, right? Yeah. People apply this to Tom Brady all the time. And say, you're not about to walk into New England and beat Tom Brady in the Tom Brady era. People are just slow to recognize that this is the Mahomes era in the AFC. It is what it is. It is what it is. This this is the dude in the middle of the season that everybody was ragging, right? Yeah. What's wrong with him? This offense is broke. Okay. Yeah. Offense is broke. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile... Back at the scene of the crime, which is the AFC Championship at Arrowhead, like it's been the last four seasons. I don't have to see in the future. I know what has been and what is going to continue to be. Has nothing to do about the future. Nothing to do about the future. So you're using history. What did we say? Bro, we said it. We said it and we applied it to Notre Dame. What did we say when they came back and hit that switch in the fourth quarter against the Chargers? What did we say? Nobody else in football has that switch at that yeah. time of the game. Nobody. Didn't we say it? But Did we, we got to be honest, too. They was literally wide open on those two plays. Well, you know what? If Cass is scared, <laughs> they're scared. That's not our fault. That's the number I'm one defense, with, right? I'm definitely canceling Leslie Frazier's for the second time. <laughs> I'm not, you're not interviewing <laughs> with us, man. That's you the number one interview, right? Yards. That's the that's the that's the number one defense, right? Right? Is that not the number one no, no, defense? Number one pass defense. Number one pass okay. defense. Okay. They came in week five and just decimated Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> right? Right? Patrick Mahomes didn't go out, get another receiver. He didn't no. go to the ownership and say, I need help. He didn't do none of that. <laughs> he said, okay. All right, y'all run that back. Run that back. Yeah, I mean, and they left you know, points on the field, kickers. But Josh Allen, but Josh Allen was never. I don't think he's stop to get this it Josh done. Allen hate. Bro. He's not fit to get it done in Buffalo, bro. You got to stop this Josh Allen hate, man. What else? He's not hate. Do? What else? Do I want you him want to win. Him I want him to win. How did he not play a winning a winning game yesterday? What else could he have done? Tell me what else you wanted Josh Allen to do. Uh, maybe play better in the first half. Okay, so the defense or the Chiefs had nothing to do with that. Josh Allen is your is your 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 game changer, right? That's your screen popper, right? Because they got another guy over there who don't matter who the defense is. So, or, or, well, I, well, see, first of all, we don't make that mistake of comparing Josh Allen to Patrick. <laughs> as long as we don't do other idiots, <laughs> there's other idiots. 
that makes that comparison. I don't know. People no. like this is the game to see whose AFC is going to be. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. Okay, as long as we know that's not no, the case, not. I'm good then. I'm good because I don't like the overhype of Josh can't get it done out. This is about to be the rivalry, and we're gonna hear it next week. Is this the new rivalry in the AFC? Burrow. The only rivalry that exists in the AFC. Well, now Joe Burrow threw his name in there, but it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson gonna come back, put his name in the AFC category, and Lamar Jackson gonna come back healthy and put his name in that category. Yeah, people have definitely forgot about Deshaun Watson. Look, man, I know it's various reasons why it happens for a certain segment of the population, why they just don't want to, you know, because at first it was, you know, Patrick Mahomes just has the better talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, Tyree, Kelsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it was, well, can he do it a second year? Can he do it a third year? See, and they keep just making excuses <laughs> instead of just realizing and acknowledging that the dude. Ten years dude. in, talking about can he still get it Right, done? right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Tom Brady can win his first two championships with a Hall of Fame defense filled with, like, five Hall of Famers and get all the credit. Like he was the one. The dude put up 16 points, man. See this? You know you know my disrespectful moment? And this is where when people try to compare Tom Brady to Michael Jordan, this is when I laugh. Nobody ever dared to tell Michael Jordan what they were going to do to him before the NBA Finals and actually do it. <laughs> the New York Giants told Tom Brady with the greatest offense he's ever had that we holding you to 17 points. Tom Brady laughed in the middle of the week, and he only scored 17 points. I don't Listen. want to do it. Don't ever talk about him in the same breath of Michael Jordan, ever. Nobody's ever walked on the court and told Michael Jordan, I'm holding you to 20 tonight, and did it in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and not the Finals. It wasn't like, I don't want to hear he didn't have help. The dude had Randy Moss, yeah, Edelman. That dude had a squad. Gronk. He got held, yes, he got held at 17. So we can stop it. We can stop it. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, but that greatest athlete of all time. So you're using it because of not the fact that Tom Brady done been to almost 10 Super Bowls. I said he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's got to put you in the greatest athlete category, though, too. Does he play both ways? I know Mike <laughs> can the game both ways. Does Tom Brady ever make a stop on defense? See, this argument, you can't win. You can't win this argument. He's the greatest, quite possibly the greatest football player ever and the greatest okay. quarterback ever. That's not okay. even debatable. But you say an athlete is not the same. No. No. <laughs> no. We got to stop, man. Athletes more than physical, though. We got to stop. You're right. Mental, it's definitely about the mental. 44 still whooping butt out here. That's a great athlete to have. Facts. Facts. Plays one way. <laughs> Plays one way. Because we can parlay to the next game. We can transition <laughs> to the next game. Let's be honest. Tom Brady doesn't get back in that game unless the Rams try to give it to him. The Rams were trying everything. They, to, they wanted to gift them the game. I'm talking about fumblings, snaps over the head. Uh, it was just they played so scared. 
I've never seen anything like you just felt the weight of Tom Brady just being in the stadium. And it is no matter what they did on defense, Matthew Stafford was feeling that shit. That's why when he hit Cooper Cup, he was running all the way down there because he knew. If he didn't, if Antoine Winfield didn't let the man slip behind him, the triple count, the triple crown king of the season. Matthew Stafford, we we talking different about him today. Man. 24 unanswered almost. But being scared, running the, the ball, cojones, running the ball, running, the, being predictable. The to come out there. I don't know what they were thinking on that quarterback draw in the first play. I do. I don't know what McVay was on for that one. Hey, you talking about wanting to lose? It was too much going on that was weird that made it seem like the football guys didn't want Tom Brady to lose that game. But I tell you what, there's something about there's nothing better. Let's talk about this, and maybe this can be the question of the day. Something that happens, what's better than watching anything than a wide receiver? We saw it yesterday, whether it's Davis or Micah. 21 for the Chiefs. He played for the Vikings, too. All of a sudden, his last name is skipping my mind. You know, the DB that failed. Oh, yeah. Right? Or the move Cooper Cup put on dude. Not the long catch, but the play before. Play (laughs) to the sideline. There's nothing better than watching the feet of a wide receiver embarrass a DB. Yeah. It's 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 almost like a crossover in basketball. Right, it's like we set it up just like it because we know that most DBs don't want to really tackle for real, so it looks like yeah. they're just suffering like basketball. Yeah, <laughs> you get to a shifty it's, guy it's, like that. It's nasty. Yeah, and the move that Cooper Cup put on him, the move that Davis—that's a dope last name, by the way. I'm glad he <laughs> put up that 200 with the four tutties. The move he put on. That DB and literally made him fall. Yeah. Like that dude was gonna be a meme for the rest of his life. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was too big of a moment to get embarrassed like that. To, man, to not to remember. I don't know if there's anything sweeter, man, than watching a wide receiver do that to a DB. Well, maybe I mean, a, maybe a defensive end embarrassing a tackle on a counter move or like a spin move or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I think the the cleanest thing in football for me, outside of getting shook like that, because I'm a big fan of that, is is a smooth run over by a running back. You, you mean like Josh play. Allen did to Snead when he knocked him out the game in the fourth quarter? <laughs> 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 I'm talking more like Adrian Peterson on the, the Steelers' Joe Hayden. Run over like that. That's the cleanest thing you could ever see in sports because you can't find that nowhere else. You know what I mean? Where he just – one arm, throw you on it. Like, that's ridiculous. That's a clean move for me. Getting shook, you know, getting shook is hard because, like, when I played, I used to shake defenders. You know, I, I used to talk stuff about grabbing their ankles and stuff. But the thing is, a defensive player will always have an excuse. Oh, I was trying to force you inside. Oh, I was trying to, yeah. you know, yeah. so you had to pull up film to really enjoy, you know, replaying me cooking you like that. But uh, running somebody over, psh, you can't lie about that. <laughs> right. So. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So 
it's a lot of speculation that Tom Brady, you know, just contractually, the cap hit next year on Tampa Bay, they won't be able to bring back some of the talent. I don't know if he'll have the same surrounding cast. He might want to walk away. But I can tell you something. I know one thing, and I'm about to make Bears fans real happy. I know one thing I found out this weekend. Aaron Rodgers needs a lot of help around him to win games in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't want to hear this about this dude's a bad man. No, no, that dude needs help. He is a bad man. He needs help. If he doesn't have a squad around him, he's not winning. Oh, here we go. What do you mean? This man be winning 12 games every season. In the regular season. <laughs> in the regular season. And let's keep it a buck. Because I, I said the same thing about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Right? In, in the Tom Brady era, this is facts. In the Tom Brady era, the AFC East was the worst division in all of the NFL by win percentage. Which mm-hmm. meant that was five to six guaranteed wins every year. That's not enough to get you in the playoffs, though. No, this is my point. I mean, that's a head start. Okay, you can mark down five (laughs) to six wins. We're already a good team. You're going to give us five to six wins, (laughs) which means in order to get home field of the remaining ten, we can go five and five, or better yet, let's say we go seven and three. And now we home field and we go. Home field every time, yeah. Yeah, that was no question that Tom Brady and the Patriots were going to win a division. But you but you also give point. credit to them, though. This is my point. The NFC, the NFC Central is horrible, bro. <laughs> or the NFC North is horrible. It's horrible. NFC is the harder, the harder competition. No, 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 no. I said the NFC North is oh, horrible. okay, okay. The Lions okay. are horrible. The Bears are horrible. The Vikings are eh, every they're now consistent. and then. They're consistent. Dude, the division stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. So sometimes it's like, yo, you can do something, and when people don't look at the context of it, it's like, okay. But you, you know why it's so dope? Why they stink? The conference stinks because one team is no, really good, no, bro. You can take the Packers out of. I watched the Bears all year. You can take the Packers <laughs> out of the Bears stunk. It didn't matter if they played the Packers twice. They suck. Wait, they didn't say they had a top defense a while uh, for a while during the regular season. No, their pass defense was top five. Yeah, for sure. They yeah. and that was without Khalil Mack. For the most of the year, Quinn was a stud. Akeem mm-hmm. Hicks was injured. Eddie Goldman was injured. But that's Some a good. Up. That's a good team, though. Sean Desai did a good job with a lot of injuries and a depleted secondary. I'll give him that. But yeah. once again, those stats <laughs> for those games were against the Vikings <laughs> and the Lions, dude. I say it again. Okay, that can be misleading. That's all I'm saying. They could be misleading. So That's what do the Bears need then? What do, they got defense in my opinion. And, and my point is the fact that, to go to what you said, the fact that the Bills were the number one defense, yo, they played against putrid offenses in the East for six games. Yeah. I mean, that could be slightly skewed. I mean, if the, in another division, they probably still would be top five, but they wouldn't be number one. 
who were the quarterbacks they faced six times? Tua, Mac mm-hmm. Jones, right? And Tua, what, what other quarterback? Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, whoever. Yeah, Zach Wilson <laughs> with the Jets. Come on, man. Like, are you kidding me? That's six games where they faced below average, average to below average quarterbacks. You think that impacts your past stats, your past defense stats? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it definitely impacts it, but I think that game came down to the better quarterback, and the better quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I thought you were about to say the better quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo. I was about to put you on the petty train, bro. Nah, see, I'm giving the credit to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is the the reason why. Kyle Shanahan... The play call is elite. Third, the, wait, the play call against Dallas on third down that eventually it's came up short. Genius. The Genius. play call to Debo against Green Bay. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Hey, man, look. If Tommy is calling plays like that for Tyler Bugner, we win it. We win it. I, I can only hope and pray. Because that's what elite play caller looks like to where you got a guy that's questionable that it don't even matter. Yeah, it it's not matter. about what you have in the book. It's about knowing when to use yeah. what you have in the book. Because we and got a player. I can see, I can see we got a Debo on our team, a little Lorenzo Styles, maybe. You know, he's big. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you can use Lorenzo Styles like Debo Sanders. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to get creative, though. Because Lorenzo got to touch it at least five, six times a game. At least. I I agree with that. More than that. You have to get the ball in his hands. You have to get the ball in his hands. First half, just throw him three quick ones. You know. I got Irish Guardian Knot, who's one of our, man, biggest supporters, man. I saw in the chat that he said uh, Mahomes isn't Brady. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback in year four than Tom Brady was in year four. Go look at the stats. I believe that. Go look at the stats. See, these people, dude, I'm not comparing what he's going to be. All I'm telling you is this is his error in the AFC. Just admit it. Yeah. Stop comparing him to Brady. This is his time. And at the end of his time, you'll be able to compare what he did to Tom Brady, but for right now, he's owning the he's owning these dudes in the AFC, owning them. And that's not to say he can't lose because Tom Brady lost games, yeah, in the AFC playoffs. But this is the Mahomes era. You can let it go. <laughs> so for the playoffs, you book it. Let it go. Because people want to act like Tom Brady came in throwing for like three hundred yards. He was a game yeah. manager, dude. Yeah, yeah he was. And evolved was never a game years. manager. Exactly. So if we just talk about career art, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady was early in his career. The stats bear it out. It's not even close, matter of fact. Yeah, it's hard to even compare right now because Tom has such a a head start. But I'm sure in year 20, Patrick Mahomes is going to have some crazy We don't even know what Pat is going to make the year 20. Oh, so you you think he can do just as much in half the time as Brady? You you realize last year – Pat was dealing with the bad toe yeah. the entire playoffs, right? It yeah. wasn't just the Super Bowl 
Well, we saw his lack of ability and lack of mo mobility. You saw it in the divisional round in the championship game as well last year. That run that he had yesterday, he looked kind of slow, kind of gimpy. We had that 30, that, it was like the first drive, we had that 35-yard run, he looked kind of heavy. Pat is one of those dudes, if you put him on the clock, you'd be like, this dude is slow as hell. <laughs> but somehow, some way, it must be the way his body moves. It must be amoeba-like because dudes can't catch up to him. I mean, they he's running for the face. He, and it's like even in the pocket, guys are standing, I feel like, standing right next right to him. Right there. He'll, he'll, he'll look him in the eyes and then just run away. <laughs> <laughs> like he has some type of Medusa effect. Like as soon as yeah, he's like, 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 in his eyes, he's right there. Right. And he just like slowly gets, it's like, man, that's yeah. crazy. It almost makes you think they don't want to tackle him. Yo, <laughs> so let's talk about Joey B. Oh, the guy. I look, business. man. Look, I tweeted out before the game and you saw it, right? Because I saw <laughs> a bunch of people talking about people have disrespected the Titans all year. They think the Titans soft. I'm like, dude, the Titans got Ryan Tannehill, bro. Like, yeah. I, that ain't nobody's disrespecting the Titans. Their quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. That's it. That's the issue. With an injured Derrick Henry. Yes, that's the issue. So and what happened on the first play? This dude is dude, the first, first quarterback in the history of the NFL playoffs to throw a pick on the first and last throws of the game. <laughs> on his first and last throws of the game. Yo, that's why I was like, as soon as he threw that first pick, I said, oh, yeah, we win. Because you, you got to be nervous. Man. First play? And Joey B, you know, he cool as a fan. He getting sacked every other play. And I'm going to keep it a buck. Pressure. I'm late to the party on A.J. Brown, dude. Really? I'm late to the party. I mean, I knew he's a big-time receiver. But, yo, yesterday, I mean, Saturday, you just got to appreciate both he, of those games, though, too. He tried, to put, he tried to put the team on his back. He literally tried to put the Titans on his back. What did he end up with? 140, it was too 142? Heavy. It was too heavy. Putting the Titans on his back was too heavy. <laughs> Kudos to, man, DJ Reader had a fantastic game. Fantastic game. Was in the backfield the entire day. That's my guy. Mike Hilton in the spot. Big interception. Big plays. Number 21, right? Wooze. Woozie. Woo! We got burnt. Who got burnt a couple of times. That's okay. That's okay. But yo, you have Eli to get, Apple. Where have you ever seen Eli Apple make a comeback in a career unless he went to Cincinnati? Come on. He went to Cincinnati looking like Tyron Matthew. Come on, Come now. on now. Now you going to making stop. 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 First of all, Eli Apple was never on the level of Tyron Matthew. Come but when on, he went man. to Cincinnati. Tyron Matthew game suffered because of an injury, a knee injury. Oh yeah, not because, he, not because he stunk. No, it looked nasty too. He was done. As Eli Apple. He grabbed his hat. He grabbed his head. Oh. He, got, he knew. He knew. He knew. Here, you know he'll be back next week. I don't know. Them concussions be hurting, man. You see how big number ninety was? Put number Malik. ninety knee in the head like that. It's for the Super Bowl, bro. Look, he'll be back. You need to be back if you're going to get Joe Burrow because he saw what Joe Burrow did to him last time. No, but see, the difference for them, it's not even about Joe Burrow. It's about Joe Mixon, if they're smart. 
If they come in thinking Joe Burrow is going to outgun, no, no, you have to strategically plan how to beat Kansas City. You don't just walk into Kansas City saying they're going to score 45, we're going to score 48. That's, that's not how you win that deal. What you mean that's what happened last time? No, 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 no. We beat them 34, 31. Where was, once again, you keep talking about a regular season game <laughs> that wasn't at Arrowhead. <laughs> I keep, once again, we went through this with the Buffalo Bills. We yeah. smacked them around. We got the number one defense. Once again, you're talking about <laughs> a regular season game. Right? Come on, man. Look, Lucky Lefty Podcast. What did we miss? But shout out to the toughness of Joe Burrow. Yeah. Jeffrey Simons was killing him. He, and now this is the one thing I will say. Spag, Spagnolia loves to come after the quarterback. And that offensive line is Cincinnati has been rough all oh, year. Oh my goodness. I'm just worried about Joey. Joey B is not, not yet as mobile as we're used to seeing him coming back off that knee injury. Right. So that's something I'll be looking to watch and interesting whether or not Spags comes comes at him for the first snap of the game. The key matchup, I'm not even worried. Jamar's going to put up his numbers, man. We Especially Jamar, this week because they play a lot of blitz. Yeah, Jamar's going to put up his numbers, right? That ain't dude. The issue is stopping Azuma, T. Higgins. Azuma's, Azuma's my key. Right. Azuma because – we That's who he him. looks to. That's his release on the blitz. Yeah. He wants to go to the tight end. Straight up. So it's about mixing up your coverages, mixing up your looks. And not that's the one thing I was upset with Spags about in that fourth quarter, dude. He you just lined up and told Josh Allen you were man to man. Like basically. It's fourth and 13. We've seen that before, though, against the Bengals. His ass third and 23. Right, and it sends an all-out blitz and we score. <laughs> right, but what? Stupid. It's stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Coaching, man. Coaching is vitally important. Whether you talk about the Blake Bell on the six-yard line, or you talk about not squib kicking with 13 seconds left, it's coaching that leads to the perfect imperfection of NFL games. The NFL won this weekend. As much and as I tried to rig it. They, they made it look really good. The NFL absolutely won this weekend. You know, I'm a college football fan. That's my number one sport. But the NFL absolutely won. And the fact that the promos for the halftime show at the Super Bowl was super dope. Oh, yeah. Super I think dope. Gonna be a, well, we have know, to do our know. list again. Oh, we do. Yeah, it was early on. We have to do it on. again. <laughs> we have to do our top 10 songs that you won't hear at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, that list can go on forever. Yeah. They still play Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. The top 10 songs from the artists performing at the Super Bowl that you won't hear them perform at the Super Bowl because it's a family show. We're going to do that top 10 list as we get closer to the Eminem Super Bowl. Eminem only may have one song. That he can't do? That he no, can't Eminem do. Eminem has a lot of songs he that can't That he can do. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that he can do. <laughs> Let's get into some Notre Dame football, man. Great weekend in the NFL. And the players that returned, that came back for fifth years or decided not to enter their names to the NFL draft, had an opportunity to sit down with the media in South Bend. So let's set this up because there was a lot of talk about national championship 
amongst the returning players, which kind of was shocking to me, you know, because we've been talking about maybe 2023, mm-hmm. 2024, we load up on a couple of recruiting classes that are top notch. And we're I mean, ready this to is roll. our hardest schedule by far. Absolutely. In the last eight, nine years. So. But the players that came back and the players that transferred in, like a Brandon Joseph, no, nah, they're not feeling that. And the standard was set immediately after the loss to Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl when Marcus Freeman said this. I thought the kids prepared tremendously. Um, I thought the coaching staff did a great job, but at the end of the day, we didn't execute when it mattered most. Um, but these guys, man, it's a special group. And for those that aren't coming back, they're going to be greatly missed. But uh, more than anything, there's a group I think that's one disappointed, but two motivated, motivated to write what happened today and, and to start the progression for the future. As I told him 28 days ago, this is about right now. This was about finishing this season off the right way. What didn't happen? And it's okay. All we can do now is start focusing on what we'll do as we move forward to make sure that we're successful the next time we're on the field. Did a good job at, you know, getting into some 10 personnel, which they really hadn't shown much all year. And and it was good. And and they made some good second half adjustments offensively and defensively um, to stop what we were doing offensively and and to kind of exploit some things defensively. so they did a good job, and and you got to give them credit where credit's due. Uh, but for me, obviously, as the leader um, of this program, it's it's again, it's a pit in your stomach. As I told the group a minute ago, that you want to bottle it up and you want to remember how this feels. And the honeymoon stage is over, right? It, the whole hey, new head coach. It's a great story. No, it's about having a great product and it's about having a great team. And so we have to make sure that it's about developing this team for next year, right? This year's over. So everything we do from now moving forward is gonna be development and making sure that we're prepared to have success. The moment he threw down that gauntlet and said, it's a wrap. We're done talking about Brian Kelly. We're done talking about me being the new coach, the honeymoon, all of that stuff. It's time for us to become that team. And that's the message you wanna hear. You know, I think it, it kind of fits to why you wanted a guy like Marcus Freeman at this point in the Notre Dame football transition because you yeah. need a spark. You need a guy that sounds believable because you're so used to the consistent 12-year message of your former coach. He's the right transition to get the team to believe. I think if they had any other hire, especially if not being in-house, you would see a lot more guys leaving. I think Fowski would leave. I think you see some of the guys that came back with transfer. Because having a guy that's not in-house, now you're dealing with a whole other array of issues. So Marcus Freeman, you talk about the right time, being at the right place at the right time. Right. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't have did it any sweeter. Because if this was just a normal season and Kelly left after the bowl game or something, you know, who knows where they would have looked in in the coaching hire. So with all those things falling in place, it's only right that it feels right to the kids that right. they are so on board because they can see where Marcus Freeman really wants to take it. The kids believe in it, even in the loss. You know, yeah. usually after our big disappointing losses in bowl games, you get a whole bunch of array of stuff. Oh, we don't know who's leaving and coming. We don't know how we're going to look next year. You know, right, Coach right. Perry gave a terrible post-game interview, which didn't leave none of us encouraged for the next year. 
But with Marcus Freeman, he's just telling you, look, we're closing the book. We're focused on how we're going to get better each day. The right now, 12 years is 12 years ago. We're looking to do it big. So I think that's the best thing for those guys to hear. And then we're seeing how it reflects on their attitudes. They went from crying and apologizing. Now they're talking about they're going to win the whole thing. So something's got to be going on up there at the in South Bend. And not only did he say that, he also alluded to the fact that the product that existed then wasn't good enough. Yeah. He pointed that out. Don't miss that. You have to acknowledge that. That wasn't what was going to get us to why I'm here and where we're trying to go. Yep. We can we can placate and say, oh, we had we had it good. Right. But that wasn't good enough. And I'm glad that he said it so that we all can say it and know it and that we don't have to have fans be like, I wish this was last year's guy. I wish this right. was no, that wasn't good enough. Right. Let's be honest about it. It was great. Right. But it wasn't good enough. No. You know, and so we can appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, we had a lot of great NFL players, a lot of great games, one seasons, but that product is just not what we want to be now. So you talked about Isaiah Foskey. He talked about the main reason he came back and chose to stay at Notre Dame. Uh, the main thing was I just believe in Coach Freeman and I just believe in the whole team. Like we can actually win a national championship. And I believe that we can actually do that. And the best thing, just best of both worlds, I can come back, develop as a defensive player, not just as a pass rusher, but as an all-around defensive player. But I feel like this team could really win a national championship. That's the main reason why I came back. And then did he have to too much on that? Not really. He, he mentioned it. He mentioned that this is going to be a team that can really win a national championship under him. But I already knew what our potentials could be and what it will be at the end of the season. He told you the first sentence. Marcus Freeman is the reason why I came back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and Marcus Freeman probably told me, like, look, I know you want to leave, but I can take you somewhere where you're going to be on another level. You come back and look who we got. You know, we're going to do it big. I told, him like, there. told him, like, the temptations. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I know you want to go, but you, you're not going, man. You're not, you're not going nowhere. Come on, trust, trust your boy. Trust a Daytona. You know, he ain't going to lead you astray, baby. And and it's, all it took was just the belief and the confidence from the coach. Yeah. He's in there talking like, yeah, we, I think we can win it all. Yeah. <laughs> this is the team we just lost to Oklahoma State. Talk about we finna win it all. And, we, and they all saw that championship game and how that championship game intensity and – and the way they played was not the Fiesta Bowl. No. 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 So coming out of that Fiesta Bowl, you're not saying to yourself, man, we need to get better so we can beat somebody in the Fiesta Bowl or beat a team like Oklahoma State. No, 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 no. That book is closed. That mentality is closed. That's what he was saying in that press conference. Like that mentality of just winning a tight game like this, beating yeah. a team like Oklahoma State, nah. We should feel disrespected playing Oklahoma State. We should feel disrespected to even be in this game. Thank like you. Like Alabama, they feel disrespected not being in the playoffs. Like that's, they, a, that's, that's why they played the way they played in the SEC championship game because they knew if they lost that game, nobody was going to feel bad for them. Right. And, and that's what I love about Alabama. Alabama is really on a championship or bust mentality. Right. They're not looking to say, oh, we might get a New Year's six. They're like, New Year's six? We 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 enroll in school till January around here. 
So right. if, if we change into that, where we're like, oh, Fiesta, what? We trying to throw a Fiesta at the playoffs. Right. Not, not, not throw a Fiesta and have a great, you know, participation trophy at the end. You know, everybody gets the little brown trophy and some cakes and cookies. You know, we want to have the confetti raining. You know, I, I've never seen no blue and gold confetti. I didn't seen a lot of red, crimson, and white, and scarlet, and gray, and all type of uh, orange and purple. I ain't seen no gold and blue. So I'm looking for confetti gold and blue this year. There are literally classes. I think the last class, the Mac Jones class, went to the college football playoff every year. Every year. Oh, my goodness. They don't know anything else but the college football playoff. Now, that's the standard. What do you think, Mike? Mike Jones will go back to school and be like, man, when I was here, we we was always in it. <laughs> well, that's the same way. These Miami players now that go back to the University of Miami, look at these cats like, man, y'all don't deserve to red at you? Oh, no, not at all. You haven't you put think, the requisite work in? Even the rock. Growing up to you like that? Even the rock goes down man. and be like, y'all don't deserve Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm shooting right. movies with Kevin Hart, and I don't think y'all deserve to wear that you. Right. So, transfer in, Brandon Joseph at the safety position, which, you know, wasn't the biggest issue in the defensive backfield in that game, but definitely an upgrade, great player, all Big Ten, two years in a row. He talked about why he chose to come to Notre Dame. Yeah, I came to Notre Dame to maximize my potential. I think joining a defense, an elite defense like this, uh, having a piece like me that is returning, they're returning 18 starters and losing a guy like Kyle. So I think a guy like me stepping in and uh, and filling in the piece of the puzzle is exactly what we need to take uh, this place to the next level. Now, I don't know if he was trying to kind of yeah. like equal himself to Kyle. That's what I was saying. I said, you don't have to say 14. Just say there was a guy that left and I'm <laughs> here to fill. Because now you talking top. You a top five player? Now, I love the fact that he believes in his talent like that. Listen. But. I don't think Marcus Freeman recruited you and said, hey, you're the fill-in for Kyle Hamilton. I think it was, hey. We got a spot open for a defense that's going to be really good that we want you to feel, and we think you can be good at it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he said, look, we're Kyle's out, you in. I don't think he was one of them things. I think he Well, just, he said Marcus Freeman was, like, one of the first guys to call him and yeah, pretty man. much told him, like, yo, before the guys decided to come back, Marcus Freeman's pitch – is we have pretty much the entire defense returning. Pretty this much. is what he told them before Foskey and the guys said they were coming back. So he's he, telling Brandon he, Joseph. Marcus Freeman knew he was getting Foskey back. Right. He he's telling he Brandon back. Joseph, like, yo, we got guys returning. Your defense is going to be sick. You come down here, better exposure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's Bigger be honest. He came because it was stage. a better situation for him. Northwestern yep. wasn't gonna give him no what he could get here. This is right. it's the same thing for Jack Cone. Jack Cone knew he was coming. Yeah. He was like, Oh, I'm coming to upgrade myself. Right. You know, now hopefully I can upgrade the team. And Jack Cone might actually make game. an NFL roster now. Yeah, he's gonna be on the roster. Jack Cone's gonna be on somebody's roster that you're gonna look three years from now. He's gonna get in for in San Francisco game randomly. He would be like, damn, is that the cone from Notre Dame? That's how right. it always happens. Right, right. 
also talked about Monday night playing the Steelers or something. You're gonna see Jack Cone waddle in the game. You go, like, how the hell? The starter, the starters gonna have COVID. Yeah. The backups gonna get injured. And here comes Jack Cone off the bench. That they're gonna say, hey, they might even say Notre Dame grad, they might right. even mention Wisconsin, right? <laughs> Lucky Lucky podcast. We're talking about the expectations that Notre Dame players that decided to come back have for the season. They're talking national championship, and Brandon Joseph talked about those expectations. The expectations are there because of, of my past, and I mean, I put them on myself too. Uh, I expect to be one of the best players in the country. And to join a team like Notre Dame, I think that's how I'm going to be able to maximize on that. And so I hold myself to as high as a standard as all the talk and coming, like I said, coming and working with Matt Bayless and locking into all the different things I need to improve for myself is how I think I can develop to be the best version of myself. I think he was a player that developed on a team that wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being the best player on the team, you know what I mean? And now he's actually playing in the big leagues kind of thing. Yeah. Northwestern, not big leagues, but he clearly understands that there's a level that he can get better with at Notre Dame, which is what, you know, we would hope for when you're looking at transfer portals is that a guy that can elevate us. And I think Brandon Joseph was the best transfer safety out there in the portal and the, the best guy to help us for what we need. His, his availability is just, you know, right time, right place. You know, I don't think we were going to recruit a safety that's as good as he is right now for next year. So that's a good position to have in that way. But, you know, the defense, which, you, which you're saying, returning 18 starters, guys that are only going to get better. And then he's not even mentioning the guys he's bringing in because I think the guys he's bringing in are going to compete with the 18 guys that are returning. Man, facts. Facts, especially linebackers. <laughs> especially, especially linebackers. linebackers. We don't know who's going to be those 18. We've already heard, we've already heard from people inside the program that the linebackers and workouts look absolutely insane. Yeah. Because Marcus Freeman probably down there working out with him. Dude, cats that are there. <laughs> cats that are there are talking about how Jalen Sneed looks just athletically. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and Prince Collie and Maris and, and all them boys. Let's switch it up a little bit, right? Because we talked about the defensive players. Let's go to the offensive side because Braden Lindsay and Avery Davis were two guys that decided to come back on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I want you to listen to both of their takes on Tyler Buckner and tell me how it makes you feel. Let's go ahead and start with Avery Davis. And when he was asked about his thoughts on Tyler Buckner, and the promise he has for the upcoming season. Uh, over just like from his freshman year, I think he, I think we all see his potential and like the ability that he could um, produce in the game and the things that he could do, the, the plays that he could make. And I've seen like more so than you have like in practices where you see like the true, we compete every single day. And like, so you see him in every single situation, some of the things and I, he, he's very, very talented and his tremendous amount of upside. And I think the composition will, will bring even more out of him from this spring. So going into the season, whoever wins the job, I think it's going to be the right guy. So now it's funny to say all of that and to end it with whomever wins the job. Yeah. After that interview, I'm like, Hey, holla at your boy real quick, Avery. Like, let me just talk to you off the camera. Cause what is that? What is that? 
first of all, first of all, the man said, "I, you know, the classic, which we've talked about on this show, right. this whole potential thing. What a man could be. We've seen some things. That's not, listen, we're trying to win against Ohio State first game. You're talking about I, he's got some potential. I can see some. No, no. Do you think that people went into practice with Trevor Lawrence saying, I could, I could see him kind of being nice? Or was he in there like, oh, that's our guy? If we don't have, oh, that's our guy, and then you end it with whoever wins, what are we talking about? Because who was the other guy we're competing with? Don't tell me it's Drew Pond. Don't tell, don't tell me whoever wins is including Ron Paulus and Drew Pond. Because that's not giving me no confidence. We need to jump in that portal. Keaton Slovis was definitely a call we should have been on then, if that's the case. Right. Caleb should have been called if that's especially if you better go to a rival school. Like, come on, come on, we gotta. This quarterback situation is very important for the success of our season. And if a guy that's returning now, he chose to return. Now you're yeah. talking about the potential of guys, and you, you know, you hope the best guy wins. What are you returning for? Because it sounds like they're not gonna get you to rock. Yeah. To me, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Let's get these two super chats out of the way. Jay Clampin' Investments, as always, thank you for tapping in, tapping in with us, Sean. Tell me who won the 1988 slam dunk contest in Chicago. Don't lie either. What's your point? Michael Jordan won the contest. That's who's on the trophy. Oh, he said Dominique got robbed. That's like saying <laughs> we got robbed against USC, so we really won the game. No, we lost. We lost. (laughs) Like, man, what kind of mentality is that? We lost. We got robbed. Whatever, dude. How many championships does Dominique have? None. 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 Nobody give a darn about no dunk contest. I man, I hope there's no I hope this isn't going this isn't going back to the Mahomes thing. That's a bad analogy, man. Find another. That one was a bad analogy. And Demetrius Rex. When are my Browns going to win a playoff game? Yeah, my brother, my brother. Y'all got to stop faking the funk. Y'all think Baker Mayfield is the guy and he's not the guy. Hey, keep it real, though. They had the opportunity to get Josh Allen. Josh Allen, hey, bro, you got to admit he at least he's better than Baker. You at least have to admit that. I guess. Man, you're so disrespectful. Wait a minute. We forgot Baker Mayfield played Patrick in the AFC last year. Remember? And what happened? They lost, but shit. Josh Allen, <laughs> Allen stayed losing. So if I had to go back and what game was a better game, I'm taking the Browns versus the Chiefs than the Bills versus the Chiefs. Baker blew it. But he had a better shot than Josh. Josh did everything. Think about this. Josh did everything perfect and still lost. That just shows you that he's not the guy. Yep. Baker blew the opportunity to beat Patrick Mahomes. Not that he yep. he didn't even play that great. But yep. he played like Josh Allen played. The Browns would have won that game. I agree. All I know is my boys, my boy P checking off names. <laughs> Let's see. Beat Deshaun Watson, check. Okay. Beat Josh Allen, check. Yeah. Joe Burrow, we'll see. 
Hold on, Lamar. Lamar got a. a I expect to check. Well, he hasn't played Lamar in the playoffs. Oh, not in the playoffs. Okay. So man. he's gonna have to get him too. <laughs> he's just running down. You know, he bangs up on Justin Herbert two twice a year. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. So check. Justin's you know, nice now. Justin's. I like Justin better than Josh. Huh? I like Justin Herbert better than Josh. Oh, I I would take. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Herbert I would probably is. take. Listen, wait a minute. Let me finish because I know you're about to make faces, dude. <laughs> Let me finish. If I was playing in Buffalo, if I was playing in a cold weather city, I would take Josh Allen's physicality over Justin Herbert. See, that's why as a, as a GM, you have to know where you play half of your games. So if I'm playing in a cold weather city, I'll probably lean to Josh Allen. But if I'm playing in like LA, Vegas, Florida, Texas, <laughs> oh, I'm taking Justin Herbert in a heartbeat. It's not even close. His nuance for the passing game is better than Josh Allen. Yes, yes. Josh that's Allen's it. just a big brute. Because, yeah. because of his physicality people have to go to man to man a lot more which opens up his ability to pass and i'll give him credit because he's got become more efficient in the passing game i think he increased his completion percentage almost by like eight percentage points which is unheard of yeah that usually doesn't happen in the nfl so i give him credit for the work he's put in that lets you know that he's not afraid to work because he's a much better quarterback than he was two years ago. Even if you don't like him. He, he, he was MVP here. Say it again. They were trying to give him the MVP when Lamar clearly won it. No. He Lamar, was better then. Nah. All I'm saying is, and we're going to keep going right quick, for all of those people that wanted to bring up Stetson Bennett <laughs> and said, see, Notre Dame can win with a Stetson Bennett at quarterback, the NFL showed you why. Yeah. That type of team is an anomaly. Yeah. And you don't want to model your team after that. Because the, the, the playoffs come down every time to yes. who's the better quarterback. And we need dudes. Every time. And we now, I want you to listen to Braden Lindsey. Since we're talking quarterbacks, listen to Braden Lindsey talking about Tyler Buckner. Uh, he's definitely got confidence on the field. Uh, I think that's uh, the biggest indicator of a good player when they're young. Um, he's definitely the best runner I've had as a quarterback uh, in college. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't showcased as well, but he's got a good arm. And I think uh, as time goes on, he'll be able to make more uh, uh, smarter decisions as a passer. And that kind of comes to just experience. I mean, quarterback's the hardest position. There's a lot going on. So I, I think he's going to, you know, improve vastly. I'm not getting a lot of confidence from these wide receivers about Tyler Buckner, bro. I'm just why are they first of all what the, the elephant in the room is the passing. Right. Both of these guys waited to the end to mention that. He talking about he's the best runner and he got confidence. <laughs> that ain't winning nothing. He might as well just said, Yeah, I mean, he's the best running back in the room, and you know, his confidence to run the ball is great. And then he was like, Well, in the past, you know, it'll come along. No, we need that pass to show up like right now. 
If they not coming into the interview and be like, man, did you see these throws he's making? I can't wait to get a thousand yards this season. Like now, Avery Davis did allude to certain throws that he's seen him make in the past game in practice. You see how he says seen and not yes. caught? <laughs> he didn't catch him. He's seen him throw it. <laughs> oh man, like I seen him make plays, but it's just yeah. not me. Yeah, it's just not just not to me. So I don't, and then and then he ended it talking about a quarterback competition, which is the last thing I want to hear. Yeah, that just sent me off because he was building me up, and I'm like, okay, Tyler Buckner's looking good in practice. Like, okay, that's what I like to hear. What? Whomever wins the competition? Oh, because you're taking reps from other guys too. Okay, so we don't have a distinct guy clearly, and then you got Braden Lindsey who just doesn't seem like he don't know. He just like, oh, well, you know, what I mean, you know. Experience is gonna come against Ohio State, and he's gonna throw better eventually. Like, no. Almost thing is, what did what did Tommy tell? Maybe they didn't even talk. Maybe they Tommy didn't talk to Brady Lindsey. Lindsey just decided he was coming back because, if anything, I'm sure you heard Brandon Joseph say, "Yeah, Marcus Freeman said we gonna have top defense. We gonna do yeah. yeah. You getting answers from the receivers like they ain't never talked to Tommy or never talked to. Did nobody on the offense? They all like, well, I don't know. We just gonna see. They gonna get better. And... Right. Defense so, who, is like. Defense is like, yeah, we rock. Like, yeah, we about to win a national championship. We right. got the eighteen guys. Brandon Joseph, boom, I'm here. Offense is like, well, shit. I hope <laughs> though the best man win. Which your... <laughs> yo, the disconnect, lucky lucky podcast, man. The no. one thing you wanted to hear. From these players is like, yo, Tyler Butler, like he can be that dude. Braves and Avery Davis. Guys, these are our go-to, you know, we didn't get no transfers. We got Brady Lindsay coming back, Avery Davis coming off injury. Well, I'll say this. If you ask Lorenzo Styles that question, they you, you get a totally different answer. I need to hear that this number one. one, I know you do. But number <laughs> one, I know you do. But number one, that's his roommate, that's his boy. And Lorenzo Styles figures to be the most targeted wide receiver next year coming into the season. I'm upset though that Brandon Brandon Lindsay Brandon Lindsay mentioned the man's confidence before anything physical on the skill level. He said, "Well, he's confidence. That's kind of like saying, well, she has a really good personality.' Yeah, 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 yeah. She <laughs> man, how's old girl look?" She got a real nice personality. She's smart, man. She is smart. smart. Person. Like, I, now listen, confidence is a hundred percent matters when it comes to a quarterback's play. But you but saw that, that at Elite Eleven, though. I told you, you that. Yeah, I, t- I told you that. I said the man confident. However, you gotta put the talent with the confidence. Yeah. When you when your receivers are in the in the media saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm." You'll make smarter decisions the more chances you get throwing it. That's not complimentary of, oh, man, I'm excited to be with this guy. We've been after practice every day, or we've been talking a lot, or we watch film on our own, or no stories of them, you know, doing anything other than both of those guys referring to practice. So that means they probably haven't talked to Tyler since the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because they talk about practice. We, in January, it's a whole new semester. They talk about what they saw in them 24 practices. You know what I'm saying? So that's not making me confident that 
there's enough, like you said, connection on the offensive side of the football. Because if you ain't talking to the dudes that's throwing to you, and, and or at least telling them, like, look, I know we ain't seen the best of us yet, but don't go into this interview talking about you don't know and, you know, help me out. <laughs> let's let's be on the same accord, because now you're going to have people like the Lucky Lefty podcast being like, what was that? Are, is anybody talking to each other? Joe A says, let Tyler get out on the field and we will see what he can do. That is the only way we will know. We can all speculate all we want, but performance on the field will be the only answer. He's been performing in front of them. They're talking about his performance in front of them. This ain't speculation. <laughs> this is the media asking them about a guy that they practiced with all season and during the bowl prep. And the only thing they can say, uh, the big up, Brady Lindsay had the up at the beginning. Yeah, uh, shit. I mean, the man oh, confident. Man. This is a five-star oh, quarterback we talk about. This is the this is the quarterback we supposed to roll out there versus Ohio State, and we got his own receivers. I wonder what Ohio State receivers are saying about CJ Stroud. Well, that's not fair to Tyler, though. That's it's, not fair to Tyler. It may not be. What were they saying? You probably have to go back to like last spring. And watch the interview. Not, no, but I'm just saying how if yeah, if we put aside obviously the work they've put in already, yeah. I guarantee you, just on a personal level, they would have something else to say. They wouldn't just be like, Yeah, the man confident, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, CJ, you know, we went through this together, you know, we do all this stuff preparing for these moments. Right. You know, I'm excited to see what's on the horizon. We do I'm not getting a personal connection. Not that he necessarily needs one, but a personal connection enough between quarterback receiver. Right. The guys that are these are not just freshmen that just showed yeah. up yesterday. These are fifth year guys. And for one of the fifth year guys that's returned to say he's definitely the best running back quarterback I've had being here. Well, damn, that means that he can't throw better than Ian, he can't throw better than Jack, he can't throw better than Drew. He's just the best running back. That and you a receiver saying that. So that means you acknowledge you're not getting the football. Or something. I just found it strange. I just found it very strange that both wide receivers had up and down comments when it came to Tyler Buckner. Now the defense don't talk like that. No, I'm like it's the same team. The defense (laughs) and the way they're talking and the offense and the way they're talking is like, nah, it's totally different. Now, Jared Patterson decided to come back at center. One of the reasons he said he decided to come back was, look, I saw the rest of the guys were coming back and. You know, when I talked to other linemen that came back for the fifth year at Notre Dame, they talked about how much better they got as a player and how it prepared them for the NFL. But he also, in my opinion, was in the business of throwing a little shade when he looked at or was asked about his expectations for the offensive line next year. Yeah, I think of this group, I mean, they were lost Kane, who's a great guy, but we have, you know, a lot of experience coming back. I mean, Blake, Joe, uh, Mike, Zeke, you know, Andrew, all those guys, you know, Josh, all those guys come back with experience. You know, it's not it's not a young group anymore. These guys have been able to play, you know, some big-time games. So we're going to be counting on them. You know, they're going to start, you know, mature, you know, being leaders, things like that. So, I mean, it's exciting to have all those guys and really just build another year, you know, bonding with them on and off the field. First of all, <laughs> dude. The shade that came mad. 
Shay's a good guy. <laughs> but we I got mean, a lot of guys coming back with experience. We lose Kane Madden. I mean, he's a nice guy. Like you know he's trash, bro. You 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 knew you knew who you played next to all year. Yeah, Derek so Hassan is shady, man. Absolutely. He had to it's crazy because he was it was on his mind thinking right. about Kane and how he wasn't showing up to the fact that he had to put it out there early and be like, that's a good guy though. You know, right. He got a good personality. Don't don't be on him too much. But the mother guys, yeah, they they grow up. We ready to we ready to go. Yo, <laughs> and get rid of that young. Moniker, because if it wasn't for those for those youngsters, the season might have gone off the rip. Yeah, we wouldn't. We the youngsters came in and ball. Joe Blake when he came back off injury, it's like, look, the youngsters are the best thing about the offensive line. The best, especially on the day today where Notre Dame officially announces that Harry Heastand is the offensive line coach. Like that's the best thing about the offensive line. It's not you, Jared Patterson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely not you. It's not you. You play a part. In a, in because a in my game. opinion, I expected more from you, Mr. Preseason All-American. I expected more push in the middle of the offensive line from you. Yeah. I expected more leadership from you. I didn't expect penalties in the Fiesta Bowl from you. Yeah, you a senior. So for, to get the young guys, I have more faith and trust in the young guys that they're going to develop. And the way yeah. they play, he showed a lesser offensive line coach now that mm-hmm. they have a supreme offensive line coach teaching them. That's what my confidence hope, is. He just better hope he improves and not stay the same Man. being a fifth-year guy because we know them young guys going to make a huge jump with he stand in one offseason. I feel the same way. And, it's going, and that young thing is out the window already because – the amount of experience they've gotten through the season, they're not young no more. These is a they're better than average. They yeah. were average during the season, they're better than average at the end of the season. And now we on the transition to being that solid offensive line with the, the coach that we got with Harry and those guys being ready. I mean, yeah. at, towards the end of the season, they not I wouldn't even thinking young. They just they just looking to get better. Right. Even <laughs> getting better. That's it. Young to me, young is saying like. You're having guys miss assignments, crazy penalties, getting just totally beat because they're smaller. That wasn't the case. We were just like, okay, we got to make these technique blocks to get bigger push. Right. But Jack had time all season. Maybe not the time where we can cook barbecue and, and all type of stuff that we used to, but he had time. He had plenty of time in the Fiesta Bowl. I know that. 58 passes with a with a young offensive line and a Kane. Come on. A good guy named Kane. Man, a good guy. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Jared Patterson was wrong for that one. Ty B, thank you for tapping in. Braden and Avery sound like BK Real T. Yeah, they, I mean, they copping pleas and making excuses before the season. Big excuses. You got Ohio State. Y'all talking about, yeah, we're going to get better with through experience. How are we so disconnected from the defensive side and the offensive side? Every time we play a defensive interview or something, you would have thought we were about to be remembered the Titans. And then you, you even talking to Marcus Freeman, I'm like, oh, that's Denzel Washington right there. We're going to win. And then you go to offense and be like, shit, I ain't heard from Tommy. Shit, last time Tommy talked to somebody, he talking to Keaton Slovis at Pittsburgh. Well, you know what? 
on the recruiting trail, though, you're hearing a lot of good things about Tommy and relationships. So, hey, if he hasn't talked to his guys, it's because he's putting in work on the recruiting trail. Tom Ballort, how big how big of a meltdown will that be if Pine best out Buckner? It'd be a shame because we know what we're getting with Drew. You know, I'm not saying that we're not going to win, but we talking about all, all of this is reference to being one game better. Is <laughs> if our defense is like George's, then Drew Pine is fine. Then Drew Pine is fine. But we are excited about our defense, but we haven't seen it yet. Right. Right. So and we yeah. talked about last week, we talked about the improvement, especially in the run defense, from that, you know, it's a lot of guys returning on the defensive line, but they got they have to get better, especially yeah, on the better. interior. Yeah, and that's and that's an, that's a process that of us improving. Yeah, we're not Georgia yet, or not or that that level yet. Yeah, so we can't say like, oh well, you know, are we going to have the same production? I do think though that defensively we're going to be a top ten defense, but even a top ten defense is not good enough with the quarterback production that we're going in between with. That's not going to get it done either. Can't give up 113 and 130 yards on the ground in the last two years. You can't do that. You can't have a repeat of that. You just can't. That's a rush defense. John Clement, coffee was weak and cold. Man, where'd you go? Starbucks? Like, who messed up the order? Kids ate all the bacon. LL just told me that TD may not be the guy. Great morning. First of all, we didn't tell you that. We did not tell you we that. We did not tell you that. <laughs> we played play video. Of the wide receivers <laughs> answering questions about Tyler Buckley. Lucky Lefty didn't tell you a thing. Next yeah. thing you know, we're on a message board like, yo, Lucky Lefty told us that Tyler Buckley yeah, is No, we did not. We didn't say that. We were All we are simply saying is the wide receivers are not – they're not good salesmen right now. They're just not. The wide receivers did not they, – they almost threw him under the bus. They almost threw our guy under the bus because it don't for 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 this guy to be the guy that's supposed to lead the charge, and we done had a quarterback competition comment thrown in there. We done had every intangible except something on a physical skill level mentioned. Right. right. We done had I've seen it, but I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is it's a lot to make up in this nine months it seems like because now to me it seems like the gap between jack and tyler was even bigger yeah like they almost was forcing tyler to play but yeah. jack was the guy that they was really leaning on the whole time yeah you're right which is, which is different than what we talk about because we thought tyler should have been in there the whole time but they knew what they was doing when they got jack michael parks thanks for tagging in Jesus Christ, Drew Pond is going to be the starter in the horseshoe, shaking my head. <laughs> Yo, uh, look, it shocked us when we heard it. I was like, yo, this, this is not what you want to hear mm-hmm. coming from you guys when they're asked about a guy that's supposed to be the next great quarterback that leads Notre Dame to a national championship. And the only thing that's going to change my mind, even if this stays the same with the quarterback, is if Tommy is Kyle Shanahan and calls elite plays. (laughs) 
that's the only way to level it out because at this point, I don't think we can do much to get a, another quarterback. So developing a guy that we have never been known for developing QBs on time or enough, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger question than anything on the defensive side. You know, at least in recruiting, we see the defense going up. We got the transfer portal popping. Marcus Freeman, you know, saying all the right things. So it's just interesting because the only point of contact on the offensive side is Tommy. Yeah. We ain't here from Chansey yet. We, you know, we know he's there. So the only person that can give us any clue is Tommy, which is goes back to why I think we need a quarterback coach. Got a question, Bronx ND fan. Thanks for tagging in. Malik, we don't know what opportunities he had in practice under BK. And this is coming from you, Mr. MJB Hater. MJB, who's MJB? Uh Mary J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> now she put on a hell of an episode of Power last week. We'll get to that. Name, we'll get to that. Because we'll Diana is definitely on the petty train. But we know the opportunities he got in practice. It wasn't very many. And when he did, they made him do things that primed his hamstring to hurt uh, when he got into the game. And it showed, you know, like you're not hurting your hamstring as a backup unless you they got you running ridiculously in practice all week on and off. And you're not expecting to go into the game doing that. So whatever. But I do think that with BK being gone, there's no excuse for Tyler not having the opportunities to get better. Yeah. At least we know he's going to be taking the reps. So if he's not making those reps count, then then damn. <laughs> Chief Brody, I want to keep the slowest. Man, everyone said ride with Buckner. Fact is, he ain't ready to win in the shoot, and it stands as it stands, and that's obvious. Well, Keaton's not ready either. So that's not the answer either. But you got nine months to develop one guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying right now, right here, we should yeah. not have no competition if we're serious about beating Ohio State. Or even the season for that matter. Yeah. That's the last we talk about closing the book. We need to close the book on that quarterback competition shit because none of these other teams do that that are actually winning. Alabama had the toughest quarterback competition. All three are starters in the league. So, if anything, take a page from their book. All three of them played. All three of them went to championships. All three of them started the league. And for us to have the indecision of two guys that can't get it done either way, at least put all your eggs in one basket. At least we yeah. can get the most out of. We can squeeze the most out of one instead of having a half half full cup of orange juice. Right. Right. You got to have here, have here. Just get all in one and, and, and tell Drew, be like, look, we want time. Now, if you happen to come out here and kick ass to where we have to put you in, then we'll go with you. But your best job for the team is help get Tyler Red. Like, you know, you're going you know, you to pop up on the roster somewhere in the league as a backup. You know, they're going to give you a chance. You're going to be like a – what's the dude from uh Washington, number four? They got hurt. From you talking about in college? No, uh, NFL. Uh, Heineke. Heineke. You like yeah. a, he's like a Taylor Heineke. You know, you're yeah. gonna pop up in the league somewhere in the future, but right now, get my man right. If you gotta tell him how to do a protection or work with him after practice, get him right, right because right. we gotta develop the quarterback 
either it's going to be Tommy or it's going to be the guys in the room that right. are more experienced. But other than that, I'm like, look, Drew, you just in the way. If you're making it hard for these coaches to decide, you in the way. You in the way. Christopher Galloway, could all of these interviews be a smokescreen for Oklahoma State? I mean, uh, Ohio State. Man, the way them boys is looking at that camera, they were searching for an answer to say something good about that. Man, you called me off guard with that one. Yeah, he said, shit, you saw Brady Lizzie said, I mean, shit. I mean, you know. <laughs> I got Eugene Williams say he's laughing at us, bro. It wasn't me like Shaggy. It Yo, was not, it wasn't. We did not say we were the ones that were proponents of starting the kid last year. Last year. Because now we a year ahead with no better. You know, no better yeah. reviews on the kids. So that's yeah. not. Uh, Jim Aguilar says Patterson didn't mention Fisher, so he must not be confident in him, just like the wide receiver Buck. No, he did mention Fisher. He said the name Blake. Yeah, Blake. Yeah. He said Blake, and that's he was talking about Fisher. See, they, they got good friendship. They said first name. Right. You know, Blake, my dog. I got robbed. It off. What's good, man? I always try to stay positive about my Irish, but I see nine and three this year. Losses to Ohio State, Clemson, and USC. The first one I might ride with you. The last two, USC is not ready. Like people need to relax, man. I know they got. They ain't gonna I ain't see one defensive transfer, one defensive pickup. So the, we, yeah, the bones man. of that roster is is suspect in the trenches. Uh, that's the last team. Notre Dame is probably gonna push USC around. Yeah, the right. first year for sure. Because we got heat stand, so. Let's see. Uh, it's a lot in here, bro. I might have to come back to it. <laughs> it's a lot in yeah, here. Yeah. I might have to come back to it. Man. It's such a special show. Question I might have to come back to it, dude. It's such a special show. But you know what time it is, bro. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get my theme song going. I'm bugging. Wait a minute. Please don't tell me I deleted this, dude. No way. Oh, there we go. I was bugging for a minute. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Right, each and every day, Petty Junction, Petty is story of the weekend for today. And also, stick around, big announcement, this might actually be the greatest week of content on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Big announcement coming up, and we'll get to the rest of your questions. Petty Train, brought to you and featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWhiskey.com, it's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. I don't know if you guys, LL Nation, if you watch Power. 
But hey, Diana has to go on the petty train. The the biggest petty is true. Now, I was cool with her dying to Kane now. Yeah, because Kane played it cool. He was like, yeah, I did it. Right. And I should be your right hand man. I was cool, but Kane was, was, was shady. And they were shady the way they came at her. Like, dude, Diana's in college, man. If she hunt, hunt Tariq want to do the, I mean, yeah. okay. Look, if she if she want to go to support the man trial, it's right. all right. That's all. And it was part of y'all plan. And it was part of y'all plan. Y'all acting like you didn't know. Like, come they on. They all knew. They all, they all knew. knew. So Diana, like, wait a minute. But Diana, she, no. yeah. Oh, yeah? That's how you feel? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we going to play? She dropped the bomb. She didn't drop a dime. She dropped it, the bomb. And it was even pettier. She pulled out the birth certificate. Now, that you was kind of- look, fool. That ain't your aunt. A <laughs> <laughs> typical Zeke with the dumb Zeke face. How you, how you five years over the eligibility and don't know? My man was five and somebody told him he was one. Believe hey, the, the writing get ridiculous now. Man. That lied to the man for five. Is he nobody found out? Yo. <laughs> I have to put uh Odell Beckham Jr. once again continues to show just how trash Baker Mayfield is. Like, it comes out. Matthew Stafford isn't like Tom Brady level. But he's better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and everybody thought Odell Beckham Jr. was washed up. And he goes to the Rams and just makes plays. And now he's in the NFC Championship game. You and your dad, OBJ, you're shady. Yeah. You guys are mad shady. We're not saying you were wrong. We ain't saying you was wrong. But you real petty. To get out that real situation. Petty. This is for Chicago fans. I, I got to put Chicago fan bases the Chicago Bears fan base on the petty train. This is mad corny to me, bro. I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not rooting for the 49ers because they're playing the Packers because my team sucks. <laughs> and that's my yeah, that's life. Corny. That's, that's corny. just mad corny to me, dude. That's like, like, that's like being, being happy for a conference opponent or something. Like, not yo. tweeting out Niners game. Like, what are you doing? You're a Bears fan. <laughs> What are you talking about Niners game? That's mad corny to me. I'm sorry. That's it how y'all know y'all been losing for too long. Y'all no. just start supporting anybody that's close to the team. Yes, I don't care as long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't win. Even if he loses, you wake up the next morning a fan of a horrible franchise. Horrible franchise. With terrible ownership, no horrible GM, and no head coach after three weeks. And, and, and what the Browns say? Y'all got to wake up in the morning. I had to y'all lives, man. So I had to throw the Bears fan base on the petty train, man. Like, let's stop. Be a real fan base, man. Hey, there is no y'all will no never let it go until y'all find a Patrick Mahomes that y'all draft and not skip over. Because Patrick, remember, remember, Patrick Mahomes did that at y'all place. He wanted, he wanted that pizza. He wanted Michigan in, in Rush Street. If he you wanted to see the bean. If you know, he he wanted to get a nice place at Navy Pier. He he he, he wanted to do the, the concerts in the summer, Chicago time. 
And y'all saying no. Y'all sitting in the barbecue land in Kansas City. That's petty. That's petty. Bears fans were so corny and celebrating after Aaron Rodgers' lost to the Niners and then turned around on Sunday and had to watch the guy they gave up on and passed over get to his fourth straight AFC championship, beating Josh Allen, while the guy they took sat on the bench for the Bills. Behind the back. Behind of. Josh Allen. No, 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 no. Not Josh Allen. He's behind Davis Webb. <laughs> Third string. <laughs> the guy you took over the guy that's going to four straight AFC championships is the third string quarterback for the team he just beat. There you go. So you want, yeah, laugh at Aaron Rodgers, but Packers fans can laugh at you even harder. Trust even me. Hard. Trust me. Like, come on, man. Stop Patrick doing Mahomes that. Still that your rooting pick. for the team that you don't still like just pick. because you're not there, you're not a championship. That's corny. It's corny. Corny. So I have to put Bears fan. Grayson Allen. Look, man. I blame Coach K for this crap. Because Coach K let it ride. The kid should have been reprimanded harder when he was at Duke. He's dirty. He's disrespectful. And to do what he did to Alex Caruso, who had just come back from injury. He was only three games back from the injury. Now this dude is out six to eight weeks. See, he do it to the ones he can do it to. Come on. That's what he does. See, now, he ain't doing that to no Cam Reddish. You don't no have RJ Barrett. You don't have real OGs in the NBA anymore. Be a real this is what made me mad. He did that to Alex Caruso and nobody walked on walked up on him from the from the Bulls roster. Not yeah. one person. But, but let's be serious. Who y'all got at least, the Bulls at least that, fake fight. like that? At least fake fight. What was Kobe White gonna do with it? No. <laughs> no, that's my point. Zach Levine gonna do it? The no. whole league was Zach is hurt. But the whole league is soft. I'm not gonna say the whole league. League is soft. You throw my man down like that, I got some words for you, bro. You know, they be finding the boys some heavy, heavy tickets. They find dude, they suspended them for one game. This man is out six to eight weeks. And then the Milwaukee Bucks, I got to throw them on their PR team. How do you come out and say you disagree with the suspension? (laughs) How dumb do you have? Who's working in the PR department? It's the most talk about foul the entire weekend. The guy is out six to eight weeks. And you come out with a statement? As a team saying you disagree with the decision of the NBA to suspend him for one game? Man. Oh, man. And with just certain levels of dumb this weekend, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Super Chat. Chadwick Brown. We appreciate you. Word on the street is Tate Moore is a package. Show. Uh, if that's the case, that bodes well for Notre Dame. Once again, check out that Carnell Tate interview. Lucky Lefty po- uh, Podcast YouTube page. Thank you for getting it up over 3,000 views. We appreciate you guys. But, I mean, if Tate more our package, that bodes well for Notre Dame. 
Matter of fact, I just wrote a pack of uh, an article on Irish Breakdown about Detroit and the three guys in the 2023, well, the two guys in the 23 class, uh, defensive lineman and Dante Moore, and the offer that just went out to a 2025 quarterback out of the Detroit area as well. So Detroit could be a very fertile area for Notre Dame in the next two to three years. Kid is a freshman and just won the state championship, class of 25, coming out of Detroit. And Malik, you knew about him already. You had talked, you talked about him to me offline. 87% of Detroit is black, man. Marcus Freeman know where he's going to get that recruitment. Crazy. <laughs> Malik, do you think TB can be successful running a pass option offense similar to what Donovan McNabb ran at Syracuse? Man, Tyler Buckner's success is based on what Tommy sees himself running. If Tommy can't call plays for the skill type of Tyler Buckner, it's just going to look rough. You know, it's just going to look rough because Tyler can only use his skill set only so much. Yeah. But the teams and the schedule we're playing, you're going to have to you're going to have to play in unison with your offensive coordinators. So my hope is that their relationship strengthens to where the calls are synonymous with his talents, because what we did last year is not going to win us the games it won this year. Yeah. So the offense has to look different if it wants to fit what Tyler does better because we know Tyler and Jack are totally different opposites in how you're going about calling the game. So that's the challenge. Yeah. How does Tommy adjust his calling to his quarterback? Tom Ballard says, Bears better hire Buffalo O.C. Dable. I totally disagree. <laughs> Bears need to hire the best head coach. I, I don't totally know. disagree. Dude, you can't give me – your resume is Tua – Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Nah, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Nope, there was nothing about that offensive game plan last night that had me saying, "Yeah, oh, man, that's creative. No, nah. quarterback run, quarterback run, quarterback run, RPO. No. Tomato, tomato, tomato. There's nothing creative. Matt, 2011 GT, what round are the Bears going to take game? <laughs> Shit, probably first, the way y'all be yeah. talking to if, if Ryan Pace was still the GM, I do. They be talking about be a big real, steal, big steal. That would be a real question. That would be a real question. Uh, let's see. So, big announcement. Um... Uh, Tom Ballard said, hurt me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to – the Bears just need to hire the best coach. Yeah, They just do. The best head coach. And I would prefer one that's actually had some experience as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, I got Antoine Porsche-Rideau. Porsche-Rideau, I assume. Sean, as a Bears fan, how did you feel when my 49ers beat the Packers and Malik? Congrats to the Bengals. Also, my 49ers would beat the Lambs for the seventh straight time. And go the Lambs. Oh, no. That's funny. That's mad funny. Uh, I didn't, I'm not a corny Bears fan, so I didn't feel any type of way. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about that. Yeah. I'm not I, about to cheer for no yeah. 49ers that they beat. I had no. No dog in the fight. 
I was just sitting back as a fan observing. And my biggest takeaway is like, yo, it's Cat Aaron Rodgers once again. Got him again. Can't get it done. It's all that's just all just like man. Mark Sanchez Allen. Uh let's see. He said, <laughs> David Solomon, I like Pine to play a lot next year. He won't need to win the starting job to get playing time. Reese will find ways to get him to be productive. I'm going to just say next question, man. You talking about a guy that was a third stringer last year. That Tommy, that you're saying Tommy's going to find time for him's production? <laughs> a third stringer? Y'all not serious, man. Oh man, so <laughs> don't forget LL Nation tomorrow. We start at 9 a.m. and then at 10 a.m. we'll be joined by former Notre Dame running back. Go ahead, you introduce your boy. The one and only Cam Daniel. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited. Wait, we gotta address Kai. Hold on, we gotta address the chat. Kai says something about us in the chat. We're not positive on the QBs. Kai, Kai S. We gotta we gotta talk, Kai. Oh, I see. We gotta talk, Kai. Come on, man. What are we not being positive about? We said Tyler should have started last year. It wasn't until we got information from people on the team that don't got the confidence we got in the same guy. I think we'd be all right. Look, like I said, Drew or Tyler Buckner. We can win eight games if we close our eyes. And Lee Marie. Come on, Lee Marie. Come Dude, on. we didn't say one. We just laughed at the perception the wide receivers have of the quarterbacks. Don't get mad at us. Come on now. You Don't get mad I'm, at us. Matter of fact, I'm tired of looking at the production. This podcast, if anything, is giving motivation and some realization that we could get better if we take the steps. We're only pointing out the steps that aren't being taken. And the steps that are being taken, we like, why are we calling Keaton Slovis? You've never heard me say, I'm giving Tyler Buckner five seconds. Never, never. On this podcast. You've never heard me say, I'm giving Drew Pine five seconds on this podcast. You know when I don't like somebody. <laughs> Kane Madden was trash. You knew that every episode, every post game, every preview show. You knew how I felt. Straight up. About Kane Matt. You have never heard either one of us say anything disparaging about Tyler Buckner or Drew Pine. Just begging for we us. We literally called Drew Pine the people's champ. He is literally the people's champ. Y'all fight for the third stringer so hard, I've never seen anything like it. He's the people's champ. He's a people's guy. I mean, hey. So, Wednesday. So, Cam McDaniel, Tuesday, right here, 10 a.m. Wednesday. Once again, another great show, another great episode. CJ 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Former Notre Dame running back, CJ Procise. My guy. Right here with the guys. Lucky Lefty Podcast. And then. Probably the most exclusive interview that we've ever had. The most and you're wanted. You're not going to find it nowhere else now. No, sir. 
this Friday. We'll let you know. We schedule, we're scheduling to have it this Friday. It's going to be a blockbuster. Blockbuster. We getting in early. Yo, we spend it different. LL Nation, we spend it different. Everybody else, you know, we love everybody that talks Notre Dame football. We just spend it different. That's right. We do it different. We're here to give you great content. That's what we do. So don't forget, share, subscribe, like. Check us out on Apple Podcasts as well. We have somebody. I was ta- As always, I respond to the comments after the show, to all of our comments on our uh, YouTube channel. Somebody said, when are you guys going to be on Apple Podcasts? I had to let them know. We've been on Apple Podcasts. Search A2S Network. All of our previous shows will pop up right there. And we're here for you. So don't forget, 10 a.m. tomorrow, Cam McDaniel. 10 a.m. on Wednesday, CJ Procise. And then that Friday, Friday. we have this interview locked and loaded. Hopefully it won't change on us. If it does, we're still going to make the effort to get it locked in. That's right. Any closing remarks, man? Any more digs you want to take? At, uh, no digs. Hey, Bingo's going to the chip, and okay. I might even get it. So that means we it's 100 on the line, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we ain't running. So you it's crazy you don't want to take the Vegas bet, but now you you bigger than Vegas. Why would I take a dude? First of all, let, let me see the early line. Let me see the early line. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. Just we could do straight up. Just know that's a real cheap bet. You know who does straight up? And when I was like ten and twelve, what do you mean real real G's do straight up bets? No, you do yeah. straight up bets in high school when you don't know the lines yeah, and stuff. Man. Get the heck out of here, dude. Either you're going to win the game. Oh. <laughs> First of all, the early line is – that lets me know everything I need to know right there. The early line is seven and a half. That oh, that lets me know everything I need to know about this game right there. It's lower. It's seven the, it's and the, a half. It Vegas, is is Vegas is begging everybody to come take the beat. They are big. They're like, yo, we're going to put a seven and a half spread out there. And we know everybody's going, ooh, the Bengals, they hot. they the hottest team in football. I'm getting seven and a half. Whatever. Boy, Look, it is Monday. Let's see if it's Vegas. seven and a half by Saturday. It's not going to go down, but another two points, maybe. We don't, That's know, a big we don't, know. We don't know what it's going to do. Because nobody thought the Bengals were going to be here. You're begging for seven points. That's number one. <laughs> You're trying to hedge. You the, talked the, all that trash. Wait, the bet is still on. Dude, the are they, wait, are they going to win on the scoreboard? They're going to win on the scoreboard. Okay, then. What do we need a point spread for? Because that's what that's what you do when you bet. You saw. You saw. You see what I deal with, LL Nation? See, he mm-hmm. won't take a straight-up bet. It is a straight-up bet. Either he believes in his Bengals. I believe we're going to win. He and I should get the points. Say it again. I believe that we're going to win. That's it. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Because the purpose of the points is not necessarily believing. I can take the points and not necessarily believe that the Bengals are going to win. But you believe the Chiefs are going to win. Yes, so I don't need points. For what? Why would you not give me the points if you believe they're going to win? What are you talking about? This is about the scoreboard. It's not about Vegas. All right. All right, Vegas, non-Vegas. We good. This is a bad point to win the game. We all need a way. 
not who's going to beat the spread. We're not bait, betting the spread. We're betting who's going to win the game. Bengals to Super Bowl. That's all okay. we got, Lucky Lucky. Okay. So we're going to have the live uh, transaction next Monday. Malik's going to be cash app and be my 100 on the show. All right. Let's see. Lee Marie said, sorry, guys, I've witnessed the laughing from Malik Zaire. This is Mr. Zaire. This is your Mr. Zaire. Oh, shit. You're getting for real. Quarterback performance is more than the quarterback. She's getting deep now. It is offensive production from all. I am quite sure in Malik's three starts at Notre Dame, he would agree. So, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I agree. That second part, you go ahead. I'm go. I'm going directly at that second part because that's not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, <laughs> the QB performance is a personal thing. <laughs> Nobody ain't telling you to. You know, you're throwing the ball, whether it's a tip or a bad pick or a great play. You're throwing it. You're controlling it. So your performance is solely based on what you do now. We didn't say he's throwing it to guys and they're dropping it. We're saying that guys that's supposed to be catching it is like, damn, I'm not even getting that. So it has to be a, a two-way street. I think offense reduction, Leah, we talk about Tommy's got to set him up nice. Tommy's got to give him something that he can work with based on his skill set. There's a lot of times in the game that even with good or bad plays, the players got to do still make the play. Yeah. Now, I believe Tyler has more playmaking ability than Jack. But I also know that if Tyler doesn't develop, it's going to be a lot harder on everybody else on the offensive side of the football. So I'm in hopes that Tyler gets really good so he can help alleviate all the other bad stuff. That's the mark of a good quarterback. If you take that quarterback off the team and the, and the team distinctly looks different, it's because that guy hides a lot of the bad stuff. I'm just asking for a guy that can hide the bad stuff. That's all. Because if we can get that guy, defense going to have us right. So, yeah, offensive production is, is surely about the quarterback. The other parts that play into it is what makes it either he's hiding stuff or he makes the team better. We've never had a quarterback in the last – I mean, what would you say? Would you think Ian made the team better or worse or he was just good at not making it bad or worse? It was just – he just did his job. So – We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, my only pushback is you can't be selective. Yeah. With us. You can't pull out the fact that he laughs, that Malik laughs at certain things, but then like dismiss the fact that in the beginning of the season in August before the game started, Malik said Tyler Buckner needs to be the starting quarterback. You can't you can't leave that out. In the middle of the season, after the Wisconsin game, Malik said once again. Tyler Buckner needs to be the starting quarterback. Why was Drew Pine in the game at that point in time? I even said he should have played in the Fiesta Bowl. So now look at where we at. You can't talk about just, quarterback competition. You can't. You just can't ignore that. You can't. Can the quarterback position be impacted by the performance of others? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's why it's eleven on eleven. The performance of somebody else can impact anybody, but the great quarterbacks 
The ones that get paid, we saw the ones that get paid half a billion dollars. They win the game with 13 seconds left, going to full field. So, do we have a guy doing that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Did it look bleak when the best player on the defense for the Chiefs went down? Yep. Did it look bleak in the fourth quarter when Snead, their best one-on-one defender, went down? Yep. Know what Patrick Mahomes said to all of that? That don't mean a damn oh thing. <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Straight None up. of it. I'm the quarterback. I'm about to go do this. That's all we're asking for in Notre Dame. Can we please have one, just one quarterback that makes us feel like every time we step on the field, we're going to win the game because he's the one getting the ball when it's snapped. That's all we're asking for. That's all. And so, we have yet to see anything from Tyler Buckner to expect that he's going to be that dude. And we constantly and consistently say it's not Tyler Buckner's fault. We put that on the people that were developing. Because if Tyler Buckner was under Lincoln Riley, he probably would look totally different at this point in his career. So you have to listen to everything we say. Yeah, we're allowed to laugh and joke. Because your quarterback shouldn't be pulling his hamstring. So what? We'll be all right. Till next time. Lucky Lefty Nation. You know, we just don't want it to be misconstrued, you know, because eventually I have to walk in the locker room and look at these dudes. You know, now that I'm with Irish Breakdown as well. And I don't want it to be out there like, oh, that's the dude that doesn't like me or Malik doesn't like me. Yeah, no, nah, nah. said that. That's why you got to subscribe to the channel, like what we got, because you'll see the whole thing. And you might agree with us at the end of the day. Well, no, no, we want you to have your own opinion. Have your own thoughts, your own opinions. Just don't misconstrue what we're saying. No, straight up. Right. Just don't misconstrue what we're saying. We want. That's why we love our chat, because our chat, yo, the discussions have me dying laughing during the show when I take a look at them like, yo, the chat is wild today. But, man, that's why we love you. That's why we love LL Nation. So, once again, don't forget, tomorrow, Cam McDaniel joins us at 10 a.m. And then Wednesday at 10 a.m., CJ Procise. I'm going to find out what it is that makes this Cap Malik Zaire special. You know, because he claims he's the only quarterback, starting quarterback in Notre Dame, never to throw an interception. That's right. That's his claim to fame. Claim to fame, bro. <laughs> That's all right. I got that. Oh, uh, let's see. Somebody said you smoking a doggy biscuit, dude. Oh, Tommy Guns. I'm sorry. You did ask this earlier in the show. Are you hearing any murmur of a rumor of Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee? I know if I was Tennessee, down here. If I were if I were Tennessee, I would be calling him. I would have called him before he played his game, like that little ten minute break in between Tennessee losing and Aaron Rodgers taking the field. I would hit him up, like, "Hey, you still in the locker room? It's real. It's real. No matter what happens, it's real. Let's do this." So, but Aaron Rodgers said that I don't think he's going to quit. I'm not necessarily sure he's going back to Green Bay, but I will say this. His decision won't come into free agency. And uh, that that's the biggest domino. 
in the NFL right there. That's the biggest domino, what he does, and Deshaun Watson coming back. Those are the two biggest dominoes in the offseason, and we'll see how the NFL turns after that happens. So next week, as I said before, you know, next Monday, the slant will be back, but we're back Monday through Friday with Cam McDaniels tomorrow. Cam McDaniel tomorrow and CJ Procise. And then next Monday, I'll get my $100 from Malik. And we'll find out next weekend. We'll find out on Sunday who's going to be playing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl in LA. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Until then, thank you. Lucky we'll see you guys tomorrow. LL Nation, spin it different today. <laughs>